Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me in Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. My name is uh, Susie. No. <laughs> oh, Susie. <laughs> oh, Susie. Oh, no. <laughs> touch, my Aaron. touch my glowing jewel, Susie. we dream of conquering but perhaps they have already been conquered not by man but a form of intelligence far more evolved and far more powerful a time walker the discovery they simply sealed him alive in a corner touch tomb. the awakening this was in the coffin The movie this week is Time Walker, a.k.a. Being from Another Planet, or what, what was the other alternate title? Do you remember? Uh, I believe it was uh, very similar to what you just said, Joel. Being from Space, maybe? Yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Time Walker. Uh, yes, Being from Another Planet. Being from Another Planet. Sorry. Uh, yes, from 1982. Directed by Tom Kennedy, written by Jason Williams, Tom Friedman, and Karen Levitt. Uh, starring Ben Murphy, Nina Axelrod, Kevin Brophy, Robert Random, James Karen. Let's see, uh, Sam Chu Jr., uh, Sherry Belafonte, and uh, Austin Stoker. He was the actual scientist that was ever doing any science you know, the guy with the electron microscope? Yeah. No, that guy was busy. <laughs> he was the he, one guy. He yeah. was probably the busiest man in this whole movie, other than the other guy who just walked a lot. Yeah. Well, prof- yeah. With great authority in his oh, that, walk. What was that guy? That guy was the... Uh, he was the executive... Chief engineer? Chief engineer. Yep. Which is not... Is that a position they have at colleges? You know, gotta say I'm not too familiar with the faculty of a college, as uh, <laughs> uh, I've never graduated. They called this like the Science Institute or something True. in the beginning. Yeah. And I think it's Cal State Northridge in real life. Ah, yes, true science. But maybe they had all that stuff because it was a, supposed to be a science school. Uh, I don't know. California Institute of the Sciences. Well, okay. They, they kept making references to the reactor. Maybe if you have a reactor, you have to have a chief engineer. I mean, that, you know what? That does make sense. That does make sense, right? Yeah. You need somebody who's got to make sure the reactor's okay. I guess. I guess that's why he always looks really serious, right? And like, he's, I mean, he's got that serious PC that that's set up to warn him. Yeah. With its, with its awesome. Oh, very serious. Awesome display. <laughs> it's cool. Uh, I'm pretty sure every single reactor should definitely have some type of old school PC that blasts like a million different colors at you on the screen <laughs> when something's going wrong. 
Yeah, it gives you like a Legend of Zelda style map of the school too. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that was my favorite part. Oh yeah, totally. Like, oh, where's the Goblin Store? Oh, it's right over there, next to the cafeteria. <laughs> it's a rendering. Okay, it might be a primitive one, but <laughs> it's, it's awesome. <laughs> it is my favorite thing. Yeah, was... in a movie with a killer mummy. That's my favorite thing. Well, I think you need to um, think about that a little bit more. There might be other favorite things in this movie, too, Joel. All right. Uh, well, uh, let's see. Okay, okay. There's the part where uh, the professor gets a massage. We already kind of talked about that. Uh, no, we haven't talked about that yet. Uh, I, what? I mean, okay. What was your favorite part? Either oh, of you. Well, I don't want to spoil it yet. I uh, mean, are we... Are we we're going to do like a little timeline. I think kind of we thing, should right? probably talk about it. Yeah. Uh, this is a mystery science theater three uh, K movie though. So oh, yeah. some people have seen it. Some people might know it, but yeah. I didn't, I hadn't ever heard of it before. Me neither. Yeah. This is a new one to me as well. Randomizer. So. Yep. Thank you. Randomizer. Just happened to be on Amazon prime and it is primed for watching. <laughs> no, that was terrible. That was god-awful. You're forgiven, Joel. Okay. Smash cut. Ancient Egypt. Oh, wait. It's not ancient Egypt. It's just regular Egypt. (laughs) Modern day Egypt. (laughs) We start out in space. We're in modern times. 1980. (laughs) Modern modern 1982. Yep. And you get a a pretty good tour of the uh, Egyptian monuments in the beginning of the movie. Could be a nice documentary we're watching. Not oh, exactly yeah. sure. I'm sure they're going to handle all that stuff very sensitively. Oh, totally. And uh, we we hear a couple of voices of people like, I don't really know what they're saying. We don't really have to know what they're saying, I guess. And then a wall gets torn down. So, you know, somebody's doing their job. And uh, we see the the two cleanest grain ro- <laughs> grave robbers I've ever seen. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, they they took the time to like press their clothes before before grave robbing. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, you know, I noticed that your shirt isn't uh, pleated properly. Can I, uh, I, you know, just run this iron? Across <laughs> real quick. Hey, thanks, bud. Hey, can't, wait go, can't wait to go. Can't wait to go. You know, grave rob with brought you. a bunch of lint rollers, just <laughs> peeling off. <laughs> hey, I noticed that you kind of yeah. got some dust on <laughs> you. I got to stop and clean. <laughs> the professor, when he gets in there, you know, they crawl through the thing. Professor and his buddy, he's like, he's like coughing like it's dusty, but it's like these guys, these guys don't even know what dust is. They've lived in one of those white rooms all their lives. Mm. And just came off of something. Bubble boys, huh? Yeah, a couple of bu- a couple of couple bubble boys, boys breaking into different <laughs> You guys just wrote a better movie than mm-hmm. this. Yeah. This part reminded me of the opening of Sword and Sorcerer, where they go to that special island to find the tomb of the evil, weird-looking wizard guy. Oh yeah, not nearly as cool because that was like puppets and monsters and stuff like that. Right. This is just a. It's got a couple of corpses. They get like a green tint to them, but you know, just ignore that. Yeah, good. Who knows what that is? That's right. Does it really matter, Joel? No. Did you guys think there would be time travel in this movie? Well, with a name like Time Walker, yeah, yeah might assume something's going to happen. But <laughs> Arrow was saying his friend was like, "Yeah, I watched it. It was called Being from Another Planet." And the whole time, I was like. 
Where's this bee? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time Walker. Oh my gosh, this movie. That was Mummy Ranger. I honestly don't think. I think uh, there's a reason why this movie would show up on MST3K. It's not, you know, it definitely has some funny parts on it. But otherwise, like if I was watching this by myself, I would have been like, that was incredibly boring. I think I yeah. I almost feel like the flow of this movie uh, works with MST3K because there are a lot of those silent moments where they could just chime in right. real quick with their with their uh, you know their candidates. All right, they're interrupting their like, riffs. Yeah, they could riff it. Yeah, 25% of this movie is uh, first person green view screen, so <laughs> uh, I got plenty say, of time for riffing. I got to say that's effective though. Oh yeah, I mean, I think it's effective. I people with a budget that where they they think their monster isn't like up to snuff enough to be like on the screen all the time, like sometimes you can really work it out like in uh you know, in uh, American Werewolf in London, they do great face first person oh, stuff yeah. like that, and I think it works just fine here. Especially they, you know, he's never doing anything weird. Like you know, he's he spends most of his time very slowly moving through a thing. Well, I I gotta say, you have a very interesting interpretation of weird or not or not not doing anything weird. I mean, <laughs> sure he when something. he's in first person, he doesn't do anything oh, weird. Okay. Oh, Whenever okay. he does something weird on the movie, we see it, which is great. Oh, fair enough. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm on board with you now. Anyways, there's a there's a tomb. They're in Tutankhamun's tomb. But uh, this is not Tutankhamun's tomb, so it's like a, a mystery chamber. <gasps> and uh, one, of, one of the... Professor and his bozo friend almost get stabbed by a, a corpse with a knife, which it's not anything, right? It's not like an actual trap. It's just... Yeah, it was just a knife, I think. Yeah. It like, seemed like a booby trap, but it was like a skeleton that, like, had a pressure on it It's a ha- haunted mansion. <laughs> it was a skeleton with a knife in its hand or something. Yeah. It's like when you're walking through Home Depot around Halloween time and they got the displays that just go off when you walk by. That's why I hate going to Home Depot during Halloween time. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm just I'm just there to, you know, repair somebody's register and all of a sudden <laughs> Like, holy crap. <laughs> These guys at the paint section have to hear that all day because you know it's always towards the front of the store. Yeah. <laughs> are you are you frightened by uh uh air inflated uh Halloween those are the those are the awesome ones, okay. like the big dragon that yeah. are like yeah. air inflated. Yeah. No, it's usually like it's usually like a big plastic thing, okay. like which is at a cauldron or like a, a thing at a door. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, like the coffin that swings open. Yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. Yeah, and they all have the same laugh, which I displayed earlier. No, I I, I heard it. Anyway, smash cut. It was good at the airport. We've taken everything with us. We're at the California Institute of Sciences. Where uh, the the entire class is checking out this coffin, professors uh, ready to go. Uh, they're gonna have a press conference tomorrow for this discovery, and uh, they they haul in the. Uh, well, for, first they open up the top. Mm-hmm. It's got a beautiful sarcophagus, but it, you know it's it's a little unusual. Right? Oh. There's some something kind of weird going on. And there's, a, there's a pig monster in there. No, wait, a pig monster, pig statue. Oh, oh yeah! It's pig god. I don't know what it, I, t- I think I'm honest. <laughs> Lord of the pigs. <laughs> it just happened. Lord of the dads and Lord of the pigs. Somebody made that Egyptian statue, and they're like, "Did you mean to make the 
nose looks so much pig-like. I, no one's going to care. It's Anubis. It's obviously Anubis. <laughs> we watched the movie. Lord of... What's that pig monster? <laughs> <laughs> Worship at the altar of Porky. Oh, I just thought of Hard something. Bark. Uh-oh. Maybe it was trying to camouflage as an Egyptian, like, ancient, like, god or whatever. What was trying to camouflage? Like a piggy bank? No, I'm saying maybe the mummy... Oh. ...was like, this is what a tomb should look like. Oh, okay. Well, they, I mean, we find out the story of what the the mummy is supposed to be. I Honestly, that, that statue with the pig nose, I think it's unrelated. I think that's, like, from previous... Somebody else like had that in the class. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're all about Egypt this month, and uh, <laughs> Larry brought in his father's statue. Everybody bring something in today. We're uh-huh. doing the bring, part where we open the yeah. coffin. Bring, bring your, your ancient Egyptian... Uh, 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 statues to uh, school day. Anybody? Any, if you got one at home, just laying call. around. I brought this papyrus from home. <laughs> yeah, well, the presser brought an entire tomb, so who, why even bother? It says your mom's name on it. <laughs> <laughs> written, written in papyrus. Oh, wow. <laughs> Here's my dot matrix printer. <laughs> Uh yeah, so they crack it open, nice little tomb inside, and when they actually pop open the tomb, there's a there's a green looking mummy gross thing in there. Somebody yeah. rotted the mummy. The mummy. Yeah, it's got some mold. Like it got in there, you know. And those things are supposed to be sealed. Like that's the one thing about mummies, you know, is like they're preserved. Yeah, I'd leave a pretty bad review too. Mm-hmm. Two out of five. Yeah, yeah. Like, they should not have. Uh... How long ago? How long ago was this mummy buried? That's the kind of thing you're like, so how long can these things hang around in the coffin alive? So, to to move forward in the movie, this guy's responsible for King Tutankhamun's death. So, whatever King Tut was, was uh, buried must have been around that time. And, um, yeah, like you said, they buried him alive. We find out. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not I I did not brush up on my Egyptian history. I'm sorry, audience. That it's very irresponsible for us to be talking about this. It seems don't like worry. a common theme to have the curse of the mummy. Like you're you're cursed for robbing the tomb. Yeah. And then bad things happen to you. Yeah. I'm definitely thinking of previous uh movies with mummies in it that we've seen on the podcast. Uh, the adventures of uh of uh Blanc Sec. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the, there, there was a curse around that, too, wasn't there? Um, something, something, something? I mean, there was all kinds of things There's going on there. a lot of mummies walking around in that one, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, she takes her mummy brings it back, and he brings back other mummies, yeah. Yeah. That's a good movie. Yeah. Let's talk about that movie. No, no, let's get back to this one. I just, <laughs> oh, I, I was sorry, I was just pondering. Well, okay, so there's green stuff, and they, yeah. they bring in this uh, x-ray machine by a couple of... For some reason, the students have, have run at this place, because the students are running yeah. this x-ray machine. They're letting, they're letting a lot of people without experience operating things. Yeah, we, run, we get a couple of zaps in before the chief engineer's like, Hey, look at the setting on that! And the meter's all the way in the right, <gasps> like, uh, oops, <laughs> sorry, professor. They've been... They radiated it. Yep. Yep. 
Yep. You've given it ten times as much radiation. And, um, let's see. At that point, I believe we close up shop for, uh, until the press conference. You know, like, everything gets kind of sealed up there. But the, uh, one of the x-ray techs takes the, uh, the professor finds a papyrus, which he, you know, begins trying to oh. work on translating. And one of the x-ray techs takes the x-rays, you know, develops them. And he notices some weird stuff next to the head in the x-ray, which immediately to him, and this wouldn't occur to me, which is how you know I'm not an Egypt expert, mm. there must be a secret chamber <gasps> in this sarcophagus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have thought there were just like some specs or something. Yeah. I would have thought I made a mistake in the dark room or yeah. something. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, like I, like there, or maybe there's spots on the lens of whatever thing yeah. you're using. Exactly. Like, oh, crap. That's what I was thinking too. It's like the the common like that's a UFO and it's like if you analyze it like no there was just a there was an insect in front of the lens or something like that like yeah you know, these common mistakes could happen but he turns out to be right <gasps> he pops open there we got five jewels that I have definitely seen at Michael's and <laughs> <laughs> the bead section yes. <laughs> This was the most unbelievable part to me because it's a low budget movie, um, which is fun, but the Egypt stuff like is so low budget. Like the the coffin, the mummy, the jewels, the little triangular thing. It's like a boomerang protractor. It looks plastic. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's like, cheap. But plastic, like you, you don't imagine something plastic in a mummy's tomb. Yeah. Well, turns totally. out this mummy's right. mummy is not from Egypt, so you know. Oh yeah. Maybe that's where plastic came from. All I'm saying. At this point in the movie, we think there's a moldy mummy. <laughs> oh, much better title for this movie. Oh, moldy, moldy Attack mummy. of the Moldy Mummy. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a little bit of green all over him, you know? Yeah. He has some jewels. They, crack, they, they don't complain. They should be complaining about the smell when they crack it open. Maybe they're yeah. all just used to smelly things. I don't know. <laughs> Attack of the Moldy, moldy Mummy. On. Sarah, why didn't you write this movie? <laughs> Yeah, but we don't know what's going on. This guy opens up the secret chamber. He takes the uh, the jewels, but he leaves the weird protractor metal thing. And he closes it up again because, you know, he doesn't want anyone to know. And then he goes through the the trouble of redoing the head x-ray. <gasps> giving even more radiation to our mummy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Giving it just a, just a little bit more, that, that tasty, tasty radiation. Mm-hmm. And handing over that x-ray instead to the professor. Because he's going to run the jewels. That's right. Run. <laughs> he's got the mummy hand and everything, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. just like running the jewels. <laughs> and he takes the other x-ray, and logically you think you might want to throw that stuff away or something like that. But no, he goes down to the reactor room, and he hides it behind one of the generators, uh, things and uh you know that's no one's gonna get to there so he's safe not gonna get caught nope not gonna get caught and (laughs) the next morning the professor looks over the x-rays 
and they they go and they're like, hey, they can they can see like the protractor shape in the ah. X-ray because he didn't take that when he did the second ones. That's right. So they go and they open up the drawer, but instead of there being a protractor in the drawer, it's just full of that green fungus again. That's right. Ew. Gross. There's nothing there. Nope. Nothing but fungus. And then uh, we see an incredibly realistic scene where that student who stole those jewels tries to sell the jewels to <laughs> to a person at a jewelry store. Yes. A shady shop. And uh, he's told they're worthless. These are worthless. That's happened to me before. It, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, sir. <laughs> it's happened to a lot of people. <laughs> So I was watching the Adam Adam Ruins Everything episode on Netflix, and it was like, they did a test where a, a man bought a diamond for $6,000, and that literally the next day a journalist went and tried to sell the jewel to any jewelry store, and they would give him only 1000 Wow. At most. Wow. And it had lost. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. It's, I mean, I wonder what the percentage rate would be of like of like trying for them to try to make money off of things, right? Yeah. Well, you know, there's like an artificial uh, uh, scarcity with yeah. diamonds, anyways, because it's all owned by the same yeah. company. So yeah. it's like, yeah. But crystals, on the other hand, I mean, crystals. those are he looked at those and he was like, "These are worthless." Probably because he couldn't tell what they were. He didn't he found know no value in them. He didn't know what they could do. No. If only he stuck around, he could have saw them glow. And he, yeah, they're mummy attractors, is what they do. You, <laughs> you want to catch a mummy? Put those things in a cage. Bam, got oh, yourself good a mummy. Point. Good point. Aaron, you got your eyes closed. Wake up. No, I'm good. I was just scratching my neck. The listeners are watching you. No, they're not, Joel. Yes, they are. Anyways, next day. We get the uh, everyone set up for the press conference. Uh-huh. We see uh, our Dean, who happens to be that guy from Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Passed away recently. Rest oh, in peace. Rest in peace, Ben. Mm-hmm. But he's he's great. And he gets a chance to make a couple of really good faces in this. That's he does. Uh-huh. Scary guy face. And uh, while they're setting up, the press is, you know, they're behind the line and stuff like that, getting ready to, to interview and take pictures uh, one of the students goes over and sees that there's more of that mold growing out on the drawer. And uh, like a dumbass, he touches it without any gloves on and <gasps> is immediately... Ah! Uh, Does anybody die right away? No. Except for the guy that... The guy at the party. Well, he doesn't die right away, though. I mean, that's movie-wise, at least. But this guy, yeah, he gets the thing on there and he, he jerks his hand back, so they rush him off to the hospital. And this is one of uh, 27 hospital scenes in this movie. There's... Dang. <laughs> we spent a lot of time at the hospital. Yeah. There's a lot of discussions going on. Lots of panels at the table talking about what has developed, what's happening. Yeah. Well, yeah. we've never seen a fungus do this before. It's very fascinating. Very fascinating, Joel. Yep. Yes. But it's like killing them. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like eating away at their flesh. He said they said they're gonna have to like cut off the hand or something. Yeah, so it doesn't spread. They recommend amputation, and we see that hand, and that hand is screwed up. <laughs> yeah. 
What are you laughing? What you called it? Spare ribs. Yes, mm. a spare ribs hand. Or maybe maybe some pulled pork. You can pull that right off the bone. Yeah, it looked pretty messed up. <laughs> pretty messed up. Yeah. And at this point, we've got at least three professors. We've got main professor, Egypt guy. Uh-huh. We've got this black gentleman who is the the real scientist. He's the one. He's doing all the hard professors like science work. Yeah, gives him the fungus and is like, "Can you analyze this?" He's like, "Yeah, no problem." He's always wearing a lab coat. Got a petri dish mm-hmm. in his pocket. No, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, there's that one part. <laughs> he just pulls it out. <laughs> he pulls out the. <clears throat> Never. Excuse me. He pulls out the the, the, the deadly vile <laughs> vilest fungus inside a petri dish just in his pocket. You're gonna have that ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> this man loves science. Right? Hey, science is great. If anyone in this movie that loves science, it's this dude. <laughs> and there's the lady scientist who is I think she's exclusively at the hospital, so she might be a doctor, but oh. she she's not acting like the doctor. She's like Oh, this is fascinating, you know. Oh, I see, I see. Interesting, Joel. Interesting. But, uh, okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> Are you, what's up? Uh, we, we Yeah, uh, we see that guy messing around with the electronic, or electron microscope, so we see like some images, which are cool. And then uh, the transition where we see a guy in shorts run by the camera. <laughs> no reason. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta just run in your little short shorts, you know? It's one of those things to, like... how it is. (laughs) In this movie... College life. College life, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, to indicate, oh, by the way, we're back at the campus. He wants to keep in top form, okay? I understand. He's not a character in this movie, though. He's just... No, he's just a man in weird colored shorts. Anonymous. Random running college student. It was was very noticeable, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, so they... After the incident, they, they crack open the sarcophagus and... There's no mummy in there. Joel, they need their mummy money back, it's like, real quick. The they missing, gotta get a refund. The missing moldy mummy. <laughs> yeah, the missing moldy mummy. That's what it should be called. Oh, three mummy. M's. Yeah. <laughs> mildew, mildew mummies. No, that's four. Uh, I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> the mummy on the town. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mummy goes to Washington. <laughs> mummy. <laughs> mummy goes back to school. Yep. <laughs> we, uh, no, we didn't. Uh, I was going to say we skipped over the whole Oh, Susie part. But, or maybe we did. We didn't. We haven't talked about it yet. Oh, yeah. We did skip over it because... Uh, we talk about the inappropriate nature of their relationship. I jumped past the, the jewels are worthless thing. Yeah. Because when, after that guy gives him the second dose of radiation, there's this scene where... The mummy we, comes to life. Right. Naturally. We, yeah. Right? We see the, the something start to glow on the mummy's chest and he like opens up the bandages and like there's just like something that looks it's like a, a big old gem. Yeah. Glowing eye gem thing. But yeah, he's got a jewel heart. And uh, while the professor was uh, working on his papyrus, one of his, I guess, students, or maybe his assistant, I'm not sure, uh, this a is young lady named Susie. Inappropriate dynamic Either between way. a student or a protege. Yes, and professor and assistant, professor, professor and student. It doesn't matter. Um, little mix of business and pleasure there. I guess. 
I mean, he's smart, but he's also got away with the ladies. And we see yeah. we see him with his shirt off later. You know, he's he's a good looking man. Yeah, he's not a bad looking guy. He's the Indiana Jones of this movie, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Indy had girls in his class that liked him. That's true. <laughs> yeah, Indy had a problem with younger women falling for him. That's that's the problem. <laughs> That's a, that's a whole thing in Raiders of the Lost Ark that's kind of like, uh, It's a little, uh, yeah. Uh, when you start, when you start uh, going into the dialogue right. a little bit, it gets a little... Yeah. Oof. Dicey. Oof. That's okay, Andy. At least you got dirty when you were exploring places. You're the yeah. real guy. Yeah, you had cobwebs and stuff all over you. Yep. Monkey uh, brains. Let's see. Mummy walking around... Police are looking into it, looking for that mummy. Oh, and the, they think that the local frat might have taken it, so they right. they haul in some of the frat guys. They're like, I was in a frat. <laughs> I know how it is. I, I know how it is. One. I was a frat man once. I was a frat man <laughs> once. I could have stolen a mummy. <laughs> <laughs> back in back in my day, we stole all kinds of things. Mascots, hearts, cars. No mummies, uh, but you know. Cadavers. Yeah. <laughs> Entire dinosaur skeletons. There, there is a prequel movie all about this cop who was once a frat guy who, who reformed. It's just the title of the movie is I Was Once a Frat Guy. Yeah. The Moldy Frat Guy. <laughs> the Moldy Frat Guy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moldy frat guy. Can't get over that, Sarah. That was too good. <laughs> I think... I think that there's a lot of stuff that happens in this movie that is, like, so much to explain. Mm -hmm. But it's really kind of stuff that's not that big of a deal, too. Mm. Like, the girl stuff. Yeah. Wait, what girl stuff? The stuff with the girls where um, they're trying to give the jewels to the ladies yeah, yeah. to score points with them. The, the distribution of, the, uh, of said jewelry. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Since he can't sell them, he decides he's going to give them as gifts or sell That's them to right. his friends or something. Well, it's kind of hard. Kinda hard uh, um, like one of the, one of the uh, couple of the guys, like they, they pounce on him when he goes out to dinner. Mm -hmm. And this is after he was already being desp a despicable person already, because that's yeah. Yeah, this like, guy. This guy's not. If you're good. worried, if this movie had didn't have boobs in it, don't worry. It does. It does have breasts for some reason. Uh, just randomly, it's like Porky's, like <laughs> on more than one spying, occasion, spying mummy. on ladies. <laughs> um, National Lampoon's mummy. The mummy fell back in the mummy ladder. Mummy. Wait, there is a scene with a ladder. Oh my gosh! <laughs> this is just Animal House, but a mummy. Th that's not the girl that has the baby in the house, right? No, the babysitter is... Uh, that happens after the fancy dinner scene because one of the guys who uh, yeah. knocks around the, the dude... So before like, they go to dinner, he's peeping on her roommate who's yes. changing through the window. Yeah. And then his girlfriend's like, what the hell? And he's like, I got you this necklace. Yep, and that Aww. fixes everything. And it fixes everything. She still loves him. I'm going to take you to a fancy dinner. Let's go to- <laughs> Get you a red dress. <laughs> off Melrose. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Off Melrose. You're tearing me apart. 
<laughs> Tear me apart, Linda. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> a bunch of this movie all also takes place in the area that apparently is the reactor area. And we see a janitor just just minding his own business, and you know, in a movie like this, when you say the word janitor, it translates to dead meat. Right? Uh, nobody nobody brings up the fact that the janitor disappeared. No one. No. No one. Nobody cares. Nope. Who gives a crap? Oh, it's Larry. Larry hasn't been doing his job recently. Yeah, well, that's Larry for you. He's probably on a bender again. <laughs> that's uh, the first occurrence, uh, occurrence of first-person mummy vision. Though. <gasps> oh, oh, yeah, definitely. Sneaking up on that janitor. And uh, at the hospital, with the spare rib, they say it reproduces faster than anything we've seen, provided it has enough food. And that food... Is peoples. <gasps> so we got a we got a real problem going on here. At this point, the movie could go lots of places. Sure, we we've got a mummy. Yep. We don't really know what that mummy's about yet because uh-huh. we don't know what the jewel thing is. Perverts. Uh, we got perverts. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it's, oh, it's pervert, pervert, <laughs> frat dudes. Yep. I was a frat man myself. And we've got a possible fungus that could like spread and kill people. Like I'm surprised they aren't quarantining everybody. Yeah. They didn't seem too panicky. No. About the guy who's with the barbecue sauce arm. Nope, not at all. Put some sweet and sour on that. We'll fix it right up. That's right. Mm. Anyone <laughs> else hungry? No. Mm, not no. anymore. Uh, yes. Coco is licking my foot. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Oh. She got to clean that foot, too. She's a good kitty. Every once in a while, we see this uh, woman uh, who is photographing stuff and we cut to a scene where she actually works at the college radio station kcis everybody listens to it oh yes well maybe i'm not sure i don't even know why they had to give her this extra detail but there there is a part where the uh professor goes on her show and is like i just want to say if somebody's playing a prank they can bring back the mummy no questions asked you know, and there's a chance it could be dangerous because there have been chemicals that have been found on it that could really hurt somebody, and blah, blah, blah. And uh, this this woman <laughs> is played by uh, Harry Belafonte's daughter. Yeah. Oh. But she, I mean, she doesn't really have much to do. I thought that was just interesting. Like, oh, there's somebody. Yeah. I guess. That's two somebodies in this movie. Um. Two. I feel like he should have been like, and mummy, if you're out there running around, come back. You're listening, mummy. Yeah. <sighs> mummy, we miss you. Oh, Please come back. Let's see. Dean is watching a new program. Oh, yes. Uh, there, there are a couple of scenes with the Dean and his lackey where it's like, we're going to lose all this money. Oh, no. We've got to do something. Unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Just time fillers. Let's see. He sells off more of the jewels to he shall he sells another jewel to somebody that uh you know he's these things are custom made to go directly on necklaces. I don't know how they're are they like drilling and fastening? Like you can't just like hook it on like it's it's a Good solid question, stone. Joel. Right? Yeah, totally. Logical, rational question. Yes. Sarah, as a jewelry maker, what do you think? <laughs> um, in my opinion, you would either 
have to have a setting custom made specifically for this shape in which you could bend edges over to keep it held in. Right. Or you would have to wire wrap it in a way that you could then have a loop provided someplace on that wire wrap around it. Or you would have to drill a hole. I see. To put something through it so that you could put it on a chain, like a jump ring. Knowing these dumbasses, I'm thinking they just went the super glue route. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how they fixed it there, but it wasn't permanent, that's no. for sure. Yeah. Not permanent at all. Easily ripped off by a mummy. That's right. Not that that would happen. No way. But I'm just, I'm just saying, watch out, people. You never know when... There's there's two people you need to walk at, watch out for when it comes to wearing things around your neck. Mummies and the people that killed Batman's parents. Oh, yeah, Dang. totally. They're always grasping. That's a truth. That's a hard truth. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what? what? So after... Uh, they're at the fancy uh, dining place. Uh, this is the first occurrence where one of those jewels just starts to glow. Wow, oh, nice. wow, wow. We see these things are lighting up. It's kind of kind of crazy. Mm. And uh, the, uh, the, the, they don't get an attack there at that point. But we see yeah. that the mummy is like going around town. He's, it seems like he might be after these jewels. And we go to a different place where a woman is babysitting, and a guy comes in. He's got he's got his own necklace to give her. You know she's pleased with that. So let's have a makeout session. Yeah, in a, a very uncomfortable looking makeout session. Seems, seems natural. Lots of writhing. Lots of Sarah. Do you have an opinion? What on this? Uh, you know, okay. As a as somebody was babysitting. This kind of passionate making out here like that. Wait, how old are these people supposed to be that they're doing babysitting jobs and making out? They're in college. Yeah. Um, It's like a stereotype that a babysitter invites their boyfriend over. Yeah. And having watched uh, many children in my time, <laughs> um, I would say I personally have very rarely had somebody come over while I was babysitting. I think that's... Not cool, really, because you're not really paying attention to the kid. Yeah, you're kind of breaking the trust of the parents, too. The the bad babysitter situation. Right. I think it has to do somehow with that, like, weird fantasy about babysitters, too. That, like, the weird, like, dad thing. I don't know. It's kind of of gross. Yeah. No me gusta. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So... Anyway, uh, yeah, babysitters are sometimes there just to watch kids, but um, this stupid guy dropped the jewel in the baby's crib, like, for for a second, (laughs) for a second, there's, like, this momentary scare that the mummy might go into the baby's crib. This is where the time travel occurs in the movie, because we don't know, hey, we saw him give the jewel to her. And then we don't know how the jewel ended up from where she was and he was to the baby's crib. But uh, we we hear, you know, we hear the <laughs> pulsing sound, the mummy is approaching and we're like, "Oh my god, the jewels with the baby." <gasps> but when the mummy the mummy actually goes into the room with the baby. Yes. We're like, "Oh man, we could have a baby murder, but the jewel's not there anymore." <gasps> the dude has it again. No. Oh. So they they part ways. 
Yeah. And as the, he she's going back into the house, all of a sudden, whoo, mummy kung fu grabs the necklace from her thing while also knocking her back oh, by no. kind of punching her chest. He and has yeah. force moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she just flies back with this burn on her chest now. You know, yeah. My, as good as dead, but I, don't, I think she does actually survive at this point. It's one of the hospital scenes later. Yeah. And let's see, another trip to the hospital. Uh, we see the guy being interrogated, like, what'd you do to your girlfriend? Like, no, there was a mummy. <laughs> there was a mummy. Yeah, sure there was, butthead. <laughs> and uh, there is a scene where we see the mummy take the jewel that he's he's taken from the lady. And put it into one of the nodules in his weird protractor thing. And it changes color. It's like a light bright. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you see like an energy spike. There's something green in the doorway. Oh. Is it the Incredible Hulk, Aaron? No, sir. All right. So our, our friend is being interrogated. Right. Uh, after his girlfriend was horribly scarred or, or something like that. Yes. Uh, anyways, I, I think we uh, skip a, skip a bit here because this is at this point it's just mummy collection time with a, a bunch of circumstances where the mummy's finding opportunities to take his take those jewels back. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because we all know what we're really waiting for is this frat party. That's right, the big night. It's a it's a costume party. Oh, really, Joel? Yeah. What are we What are we wearing to the costume party, Joel? I don't know. Well, what do you feel like wearing? Um, I'll wear a toga. Egyptian clothes. Oh, I was wrong. Mummy <laughs> clothes. That seems a little inappropriate, right? Here, some people mm-hmm. have probably been murdered by this mummy right now. It's not. Oh, I don't know. We're college students. Hey, I was a frat <laughs> guy once. That's right. I'm. I'm gonna um put uh, fake golden ears over my ears. Uh, you for, are for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> that one guy, he puts fake weird gold ears on. A, on a, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember. get it. I don't get it. <clears throat> I guess he was trying to look ancient. Yeah, I don't know. He wore his sandals and. Hey, quick question: Have you guys ever been something Egypt related for Halloween or for a dress-up party, like a like a pharaoh, a king tut, like a mummy? I have not. No. I've been Cleopatra for Halloween once. That's oh. rad. It was fun. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, I gave, I gave up Halloween pretty early on. Sometime in middle school, I would have to say, probably. Mm. And then it just didn't... I never picked it up again, really, costume-wise. I uh, once dressed up as uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, who everyone... Or Yugi from Yu-Gi-Oh. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> He's also an ancient Egyptian prince, though. That's true. Yeah. But you didn't dress but up. But I didn't dress up as him. Because that's... that's <laughs> Pictures or it didn't happen. That's the <laughs> yeah. situation we're in right there. I felt like they really wanted to play Walk Like an Egyptian in this scene. I don't know if it was already out at the time, but... Mm, we'll have know. to check the bangles real quick to see what they're... It's not that kind of movie. That's the problem with that. It's like, even though there is some kind of funny things going on, it really is very serious about its subject matter. Like At, the, at this point, it's revealed that the professor like translates the papyrus, and uh, it's revealed that the mummy was actually a stranger that 
uh, they say they found in the desert and the stranger was appeared to be dying and was covered with this green material that they couldn't identify. And King Tut wanted to see this this person himself, so he went out with you know his guards and everything like that, and and uh, he touched the mummy and immediately was was scarred and eventually died because of his wounds. Yeah. Looks like it came out in 1986. So, okay, no walk like the Egyptian. <laughs> so, what you're was inspired is, by this movie? Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, the Bengals saw this movie and they were like, "All right." They were like, "Time Walker or Egyptian?" They're like, gotta levitate like a mummy. Wait, that's a that's how it goes, right? Yes. Gotta float over there and kill that college student. Oh, eo. That's all I remember. Oh, we go. <laughs> no, that song was made for Mannequin. Oh, okay. And Mannequin exclusively. <laughs> I haven't done that for the podcast. That's another one. Yeah, Mannequin. I haven't seen Mannequin 2. I don't think I have either. And we're probably better off. I know. I doubt that. Mannequin 2 on the move. I think we need to see Mannequin 2. Yeah. I'm not sure. All right. You know that <laughs> you could be unsure, but I know what's what's the name of uh, the lady from Sex in the City that is in Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall is in a weird thing where, for some reason, in the eighties they were casting her as possibly different races because there, obviously, she's supposed to be Egyptian. In Big Trouble in Little China, Gracie Law, she's like supposed to be part Asian. Ah, like wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Kim, Why? Kim Cattrall is like the wh- whitest woman I've ever seen. I don't. <laughs> and in this movie, she plays an alien. Oh, spoiler. No, there's no Kim Cattrall in here. Let's see. So uh, they realize the uh, our science guy, who's actually, the, the one guy who's actually doing science, realizes that the fungus is reacting to radiation uh. a, in a rapid growth thing. And that's why they're, they think that the whole problem may have started. Uh-oh. The girl who got the necklace stolen off her chest earlier is being brought in for x-rays at the hospital. Yes. And so they get on the phone. They try to call him as quickly as they can. They, no, don't let her get x-rayed. Whatever you do, don't let her get x-rayed. We see the girl getting wheeled up. We hear the x-ray get turned on. And this is another weird situation where like uh, somebody was like, uh, x-ray you just point a camera at somebody right like no no you have to put on like those like lead, yeah there's lead there's not a lot of lead aprons like going on all these people are gonna die you know they're all they're all no shielding no shielding whatsoever but he does that you hear a scream from the thing and when we get back in there half this lady's face is gone no she's still alive though yeah it's horrifying yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's some scary stuff Aaron. Yeah, Joel, I was chilled to the bone. And now, I did my notes on my phone, and I don't know where my phone is, so... Well... We'll have to go from memory at this point. We're winding up to the close, anyways. Mm-hmm. Is she sleepy, or... I don't know. It's super cute, though. <laughs> your your Coco, uh, listeners, uh, Joel and Sarah's cat, Coco, is just kind of sitting on the table, and eyes slowly kind of closing... Sitting upright. It's really flipping cute. Mm-hmm. She was like looking straight up and closing her eyes. Yeah. Uh, 
It's a satisfied after you eat the canned food kind of cat. She's not used to the lights being mm-hmm. on. Probably. I think maybe she's just kind of basking in the light. Yeah. Oh, it's like sunshine. Uh, so at this frat party uh, nearby, <laughs> Every, everyone's favorite frat party. At this party, there's a, on, uh, there's a couple, another couple making out in this movie uh, on this park bench. Yeah, and they just want to be left alone. Totally. And one of the first things that happens is uh, some idiots on their way to the frat party interrupt them, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Leave us alone. We're busy." Yeah. And then, I guess the mummy comes by. <laughs> yeah. Because. I definitely remember him being like, what the hell? <laughs> Can't you guys just go away? <laughs> and the mummy actually does. Yeah, right? the mummy has He, no like, listens to him. Yeah. The mummy is not a mur- like a straight-up murderer in here. Like, he's not just killing random people. He's goal-oriented. People. Accidentally killing people by touching them. He's just trying to get them gems. It's really, it's kind of weird. And he, you might even wonder, like, would he even be hurting these people if he didn't have that fungus on him? I mean, in any other situation, uh, he's very goal-oriented, like Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Trying to get those Chaos Emeralds. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This mummy is just trying to get them gems. The one guy he's actually definitely responsible for the death of, that guy deserved it. Because he, he was a weird, rapey weirdo. Are you talking about uh, Mr. Mr. College Kid? Mr. That's it. No more women. I'm going to become a priest. Oh, yeah, that guy. Immediately changes his mind. Okay, that guy, that has the best, the best death. Yeah. Yes. That is pretty much the best death in the because movie. Because there's a jewel on the ground, and he right. goes and picks it up. Because he tried to give it to a girl. This is the whole thing. He tried to give it to a girl he had, uh, had a crush on, and she just full-on rejected him. Yeah. Because he's a total... Loser. I well, yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> and so when he picks up that jewel, you know, it's already firing off. Glowing, right? Yes. And somebody else tell me. Well, I think uh, you, you happen to see a little mummy arm just kind of reach up and grab that gem. He's like, hey, wait. And then the other mummy arm kind of reaches back to backhand. Like... A perfect backhand, like Jet Li backhand. <laughs> like a baseball bat backhand. <laughs> and if you were going to make gifts, uh, you know, this gifs, gifs, whatever you want to call them, out of this movie, this is the perfect scene to do it. Click that boomerang button. Because <laughs> he, this poor college student, flies through the air with the greatest of ease. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, just just like in the Fury, we get several shots of him. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple different angles of him flying and hitting the wall there. Yeah, they were they were really excited about this. They were. They wanted to throw this guy from day one. And uh, <laughs> you can see his flip flops fly away. Oh into yeah, the wall. so good. He got hit so hard his flip flops fell off. Then he falls down, and all you see flip flops and then. Yep. That's right. And our every armor. bone in his body broken. And we see <laughs> our, every bone in his body. We see our mummy friend kind of float off into the bushes in a, That's true. In a really weird seat, like he's That's on a true. skateboard or something. He's just like <laughs> this mummy. You know, he gets around a lot, but he oh, just yeah. doesn't. I guess he doesn't like walking. I guess if you didn't have to, you'd yeah, kind of. 
use your uh, invisible uh, inline skates or whatever. Yeah. I mean, why why walk when you could levitate? True. That's kind of what I'm at right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming up. Can't wait till I can just levitate everywhere. We have to somehow suppress the anger of the masses somehow. I'm thinking levitation. That's I think you're right. Step. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Just got to learn the secrets of levitation. Yeah. Leviosa. And uh, our friend puts the jewel back on, onto the, uh, the, thing, the second jewel. We got another power surge. It's whoop, 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 whoop. Oh, yeah. The, the, the computer's <laughs> telling that guy. That chief engineer is on it. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he was, I think he was at home just kind of casually uh, massaging a young lady's feet. Right. He was on a hot date. Oh. He, there was probably making out that we didn't see between those two. Oh. Because he's he's an older man, you know. I did, I'm not sure this young woman was into it. Mm. All the people that were making out, it seemed like they were like, okay, put your legs up in the air. Like, uh, put your legs over in a weird way. Uh-huh. And like... Yeah, loop them. It looked weird. <laughs> yeah. It looked weird. Like, the legs were like over somebody's lap and sticking over like straight up in the air. <laughs> like... Not on either side, like both legs just straight up in the air. <laughs> but yeah, the looping around in the one in the in the bedroom. Yep, I mean they're into it. You know, they're that's people don't talk about this when you're making out. Oftentimes your legs just shut down. You can't. You got to find something to do. <laughs> that's true. It's true. It's not what you're. It's not your focus. No, moment. you're right. It just seemed like a weirdly like choreographed oh, moment. <laughs> it's real awkward. awkward. It's real awkward. Most of the making out in this movie, I mean, I guess making out in general, I guess if you, as a casual a casual observer of, of people making out, it's probably just real awkward to begin with in real life. Yeah. But like in this movie, ten times is awkward. Yeah, totally. Ten right. times. <laughs> the director was like, okay, let's do it again with feeling. <laughs> that actually might be the case yeah. with this. Like, <laughs> let's, let's not do it again. Uh. Thank you. I can't hear the director. Oh, man. I made out once, and the girl <laughs> had her legs in the air. <laughs> they were all over the place. She had a real, she had a real case of Jimmy legs. <laughs> Too good. Too good, sir. Made out once. <laughs> I think it was more like, uh, I know I've never, never done it before, but I assume... <laughs> I mean, it's not just your arms, right? All right. <laughs> These people are amateurs, you know. You're gonna totally. I did the whole thing. My gosh. Uh, Maybe it was lack of direction. I don't know, but yeah, it was just uh, do whatever you feels, you know. <laughs> no, just uh, do whatever feels natural, just kids. Do whatever feels natural. Yeah, we'll just turn the camera on. No. It doesn't look like you're very into it. This isn't Larry Clark, you know, filming kids. He's not just oh. telling people to do what feels right. Well, I, I didn't understand the reference. Sorry, Joel. No, it's fine. Some people are gross. Anyway, uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. It's okay, though. It's probably better I don't know. I think there's a part where the professor has, like, a nightmare. You know, a, a oh, mummy-related yeah. nightmare. Oh, yeah. Uh, he wakes up, and uh, Susie's there. And she's like, oh, I got this jewel. It's kind of weird. I don't know what to do with it. And he's like, oh, man, this seems like really important information. But you hold on to it. Go to the library. I'm going to go talk to the other doctor. She had to go look at the microfiche. No, I, he's right. Absolutely. She was looking at the ancient Egyptian <laughs> microfiche. <laughs> I assume. 
I don't know what she was looking for. Like, I, I think there was a detail, but she's looking for all the pieces of the Exodia. Right. I don't know what that reference is. What? Oh, that was a Yu-Gi-Oh reference. Oh, Sorry. okay. Sorry. You and your your love for Yugi. <laughs> Just say it's the only Egyptian stuff I was in my brain right now. Hey, man, I'm from Japan too. <laughs> That's Joey. He's American. Yeah. Oh, I'm American, okay? We, Why do I've never all actually us Americans sound just like this? I, I've never actually seen an episode of Yu-Gi-Oh, nor have I even played the card game. I just You've never seen an episode. No, I haven't. Of I haven't. Uh, listeners right in today <laughs> if you want to hear us talk about an episode of Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh man, I've seen a couple. Shane, uh, my friend Shane was really into Yu-Gi-Oh oh, cool. cartoon, not cool. the card game for some yeah. reason. That's the I mean it's it's just as as tedious as Dragon Ball can be sometimes. It sounds like. Dragon Ball Z, that is. Like, oh, we have to talk about our power levels, but what about my power level? His power level might be this. Oh, power! Ah! That's that's some DBZ right there. Yep. Uh, oh, okay, so at the library, we get, we get some cool mummy action. And, <laughs> yeah? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Joel? The ghost from oh, uh, the, yeah. the, library, the ghost librarian from Ghostbusters. Is probably hanging out, but we didn't see her. But there's a there's a whole chase sequence going on here because uh, Susie realizes that the mummy is there. She, she's actually this is I think the first time we get the full shot like uh, of the mummy front and center with his his glowing jewel in his chest. And we spend a lot of time with the mummy chasing after Susie, and the professor slowly realizing. <laughs> Well, he's walking around with the chief engineer, and they're they're just casual. They're like, hmm, let's go over here. Yeah. I think a mystery is afoot. (laughs) They're solving something else. Whoever stole the the term papers. But, uh, yeah, lots of chasing. Lots of running around. Eventually, she gets to her roof and and realizes that, oh, it's the jewel that he wants. You know, she so she's got on a bracelet that she can't take off for some reason. Mm. Runs up to a different roof. Starts to climb up and down a ladder, and the mummy reaches out, does his kung fu trick, but this time he just grabs the jewel off of her wrist. But she does fall off the ladder, and in movie terms, uh, that looked like a lethal move. Absolutely, I think she was done, dead. Yeah, Susie's they, down. They showed her like having fallen onto the ground. Like, Susie not is down. Moving. Oh, Susie. Well, yeah, she's on the ground for about. Three seconds before we're in the hospital, and she's got a huge bruise on her face. Yeah, so so funny. Like I don't know why, it's but it's just comical bruise it's, on her face because the transition is just like. And then I was uh, <laughs> it's just so funny. Like she looks really bad. It's like they had a makeup artist that was like, "Oh, I can make her look like something really bad happened." Oh, she and- landed on that side of her face. All right. <laughs> <laughs> They did. Yep, that's the work, and I think that's pretty much the last time we see Susie is when she's in the hospital. Yeah, I think this is when we transition to the the the, the pink pink robe girl. Uh, yes, because he's got three jewels in place yeah. right there. Yeah, and uh, we keep seeing the power being fluctuated. Like the the lady at the radio station's like, ah, she has to take the cans off her ears. That's right. The cars. She are can't all run the radio station, Joel. Exactly. Uh, this this. I, several days must pass in the, the length of the movie time, but we don't spend a lot of time acknowledging day versus what, night. Yeah, no. What amount of time has transpired? Uh, this is probably the best of the mummy invasions. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Um, 
we got we got a lady. This is, I believe, the chief engineer's girlfriend who we yeah. saw him with earlier, and she also has one of these jewels. And she's uh, she's got a robe on. She goes into the bathroom. She's getting ready to take a shower, and we know these jewels are bad news. But she decides to put. We see her put on the necklace in the mirror with her robe on, kind of you know admire herself. And then turn the shower on. And so you think, this idiot's going to take a shower with yeah, the jewel on. with the jewel on. Like, why did you put your necklace on? Just to take a shower. I don't know. But the well, mummy's already outside. I mean, if uh, if my boyfriend had given me, you know, a priceless gem. You would wear it in the shower? I mean, I would put it on probably and be like, I don't know. Like, this is this is beautiful. I love it. Wow. I, what what jewelry is okay to wear? Oh, no, no. I, I, shower. I'm Sarah? just saying I'm just saying it's reasonable to take it off, you know what I mean? Yes, of course. And then and then take perceive the shower. But like I mean this has never happened for me before. I like I've never I don't wear jewelry, so silver, gold, um something that's meaningful to you. I mean like a wedding ring you might you might not take. You wouldn't take off because you're getting in the shower, right, or something. Not like necessarily. That. Right. What about earrings? Yeah, if it, especially if you just got your ears pierced. Yeah. You would have to leave the piercing studs in I for see. a certain amount of time. But yeah, there's um. I mean, I wore a necklace for like several years without taking it off. Oh. It was. Uh, Lucky mummy didn't get you. Present from my sister. Oh, I saw oh, right on. Yeah, and so I've had different things that I wore for like a long period of time. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm I'm exaggerating, or I'm I. This isn't that weird. No, thing. it was a weird cut oh, because okay. of what happens afterwards. Well, you know, the mummy knows that jewel's up there, so he just needs to go up there, right? Yep. That's, that's and that's all he does, right? He floats up. <laughs> right. He floats up the stairs. To, no, to, no, Joel. No. Well, what do you mean? No, he floats up to the window. He's got to peek in. Why is he what? <laughs> but but okay, she's still there, right? It's like a she sees him. back to like the a... other guy creeping in the window and oh, the other okay. naked lady. Okay, yeah, that was our first naked lady, right in the movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> Peeping Tom's Peeping is a Tom. theme. <laughs> and it's just the top of the mummy's head. Yep, yeah, just the <laughs> top just of the mummy's eyes. You see some wraps. She, she's she's <laughs> some wraps already behind a curtain. Yeah, oh so yeah. She, he can't see. He's not her. even seeing any. Yeah, and naked they, lady. And they and they thought this effect was so cool. Yeah, that we pan outside to show that the mummy is above the ground somehow. Yeah, on the second and, story. Yeah, he's peeking in this building. second story window. We see him all the way down to his feet. And like this, th- we watched a little bit again for the second time, and it's so obvious that he's like standing on planks to me this time because oh, yeah. exact like where his feet end are exactly where the uh, the building siding is. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> it's like oh, he's floating. <laughs> <laughs> and he does. He he breaks into that 
He doesn't go in the window, does he? No, he doesn't. No. See why then? Yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah. No, completely, <laughs> completely useless. Just done. Just to show him floating. Yeah. Outside of the and house. the weird thing is, we're not even seeing nudity. It's not like we're also seeing a thing. Like we do, we do eventually see nudity for her, but it's just to reveal that she's alive, basically. You would imagine what she looked like if she was naked. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> I just—I was doing it the entire movie. I just think it's really phenomenal. The I, the, the peeping Tom mummy. Yeah. I, I don't even know what to it's tell like you. Next level. That's like next level. <laughs> and, and it doesn't even stop there because he eventually does get into that bathroom and we got the green. Yeah, he uses curtain. the front door, I assume, and kind of floats up. And then psycho style, he pulls the curtain aside and we see the woman, we see her cowering, and the camera is keeping w- above her breasts, you know? Yeah. But she's, like, cowering into the corner of the thing. We could obviously see she does not have the necklace on. Nope. And he's not going on sight. Yeah. He hasn't been doing the, he hasn't been doing this sight. He's got, like, some sort of weird connection with the jewel in his chest. Yeah. She didn't have the jewel on. He just wanted to take another peek. Exactly. Like, I, I took the time to bother to peek in your window, and you weren't standing there. There's... Pull that curtain aside. And yeah, inside a little box right next to to the shower, she's got her jewelry. So he takes that and leaves. Too good. That kind of reminded me of a magical day with like the little trinket. (laughs) Yeah! Trinket in a box. Some Neil Breen for sure. (laughs) Definitely some Neil Breen. (sighs) Things that don't make sense. It's a magical day. At this point, the professor has also uh, solved much of the mystery himself. He's got the last jewel back from the guy who stole him originally. And he uh, makes his way to the uh, the reactor. Yes. Area, and he finds the protractor tractor with the jewels on there. And he puts his own jewel on the protractor thing. But it doesn't react at all. Yeah, he puts it on the top divot. And then some people come in, uh, the, the dean, the dean's lackey, a police officer, uh, a nun, a guy <laughs> in a chicken suit. Oh, yeah. Frankenstein's monster. The DJ. All the authorities. Oh, the DJ, yeah. All the authorities. They all come in and they're like, ha, we knew you're with a murderer all along. The professor's like, what are you, stupid? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Like, no, because we said so. <laughs> Yeah, why? Because we said so. Uh, science. And the mummy comes marching in. Everybody freaks out. Uh, but he's not interested in these people. We see the first uh-uh. person. We see them kind of cowering, standing there, not able to move. He looks at all of them, and then he just kind of turns to the side in his floaty way, goes straight to the protractor. He he's- picks up... <laughs> He's not there for them. Oh, no. No. He's there for the protractor. He is not interested in anything. And that's that's kind of the way it's been. The yeah. The mo- movie's been kind of misleading that way. Like, yeah. Murderous, moldy mummy missing from mysterious metal munchkin. Nah. Nah, that's too much. That's too many M's. <laughs> I'm trying my best. Moldy mummy. This is the most important part of the whole movie right here. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is that he picks up the jewel the professor put down and is like, no dumbass, it goes here. Yeah, it didn't light up because he didn't put it on the right one. Once again, hey, are you stupid or what? 
And as soon as he does that, he puts the other jewel, and we have a completed thingamabob protractor. Mm-hmm. And it, he holds it in front of his crotch, and it's lighting up, and his jewel is lighting up, and everyone's like, oh, oh. And then everything lights up really bright, and we get the cheapest-looking alien mask I've ever seen. He turns into an alien. The raps disappear, revealing his true identity. Yeah. How did you feel about this alien reveal? Lost lost my sh- You lie. <laughs> lost my sh- uh, I mean, this is all you ever hope for for any any movie. Any movie, movie we watch. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure someone was someone in 1982 was like in 1983 a boy will be born. <laughs> This one let's make sure. You, let's make sure there's a peeping tom <laughs> mummy and an alien at the end, guys. <laughs> oh, can you make sure a guy gets hit real hard and his sandals fly off too? Yeah. But make sure that ending has got that alien in yeah. the review. Alien and everybody's dumbstruck. It's a gray. I just don't even know what to tell you. <laughs> this movie was green. This movie was so. This movie was so cheesy, amazing, <laughs> and yeah. this ending really, really. Really sold it, yeah. sold it to me because we were at but, the end. But it gets even better though. It gets even better because after the alien reveal, after after he shows his face, his true face, right, his fish face, and and, and then and then uh, the Mister Mister Suit like says, "Get him, shoot him." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the cop pulls the gun, and the professor jumps in the way, only taking no. a superficial wound on the shoulder. He he jumps in slow motion <laughs> without doing like slow motion no. on the camera work. No. <laughs> so good. Yeah. It looks like it doesn't look superficial to me. It looks like he takes an entire slug into the shoulder. Like Well, I'm just saying in that that's moment a bad injury. in that moment he would have it would have been a mortal wound. Yeah. But I think I think he just taken a, it, he's just kinda, you know. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't a death. Oh, blow. you saw he had those patches on his elbows and his Oh, shoulders. that's right. They're bulletproof. Yeah. <laughs> Extra layer. It's like the guy, you know, that had the Bible and the oh. bullet didn't penetrate. He it. was such a high-level professor that he had elbow patches yep. and shoulder patches. Yeah, it gave him plus 2 against uh projectiles. <sighs> the more the higher level of a professor you are, the more <laughs> patches you have. True that. In your professional coat. Mm-hmm. He had a lot. He had a lot. So we find out that the entire time, this was not a mummy. It was an alien trapped in a mummy's body. Yep. The whole time. Transformed by crystals. Yeah. So the professor gets shot. He lands near the uh, our our a new alien friend, Mm -hmm. Uh, and our alien friend opens his hand to him, offering him what looks like maybe to pick him up, but no. Wayward Pine's hand. Yeah, it's all (laughs) reaching for that baby. (laughs) (laughs) All silvery with those long nails. Yeah, and uh, they touch hands. They both start to glow and then disappear. So good. Leaving behind only the alien's jewel, which Mr. Suitman runs over. No, it's mine! Picks it up and. Ah! Third degree, fourth degree burns on his hands right away. And then cut to space. Oh! And it never was. Nope. Uh, the Adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai. No, it, just it wasn't to be continued. That's right. 
No. Never to be continued. To be or not to be. We'll never know <laughs> what happened to the professor, and I'm I'm pretty sad about that. Well, that's when we just have to write our own ending. Oh, that's true. In my imagination, he healed the professor. And they all lived happily ever after. <laughs> well, we could do the... We, we, we could always write a script as fast as we can, kickstart it, and then celebrate the 40th anniversary of this movie. Right? Because it came out in 1982, 92, uh, 2002, 2012, 2022. Yeah. We'll just have a written, produced... Uh, I mean, if they couldn't get the Hawk the Slayer, yeah, fair enough. Paid for, I don't think. Oh, oh, you're hurting me. I know, but I understand. Oh, is it Hawk the Destroyer or something? Oh, like, no, wait, that's Conan the Destroyer. I don't, yeah. I don't remember what it was called. Yeah, it was Hawk the the King. Uh, oh, dang, I can't remember. It's weird, but it's unfortunate that it didn't happen. Yeah, it's too bad. And this one doesn't. <laughs> Time Our Walker Two can only be Time Walkers. Time Walkers Two. Yeah. Susie has been searching for him for for centuries. She's like joined SETI. Time Walkers, the search for the professor. Like that, yeah. Yeah. She finally gets in contact with him. And it's like, don't come looking for me. What you do. And it's an entire planet that's been overrun by the fungus. Oh, see, that's where I was headed with this. They're trying to find the professor because the Earth has been covered by this fungus. Oh, that's even At this point. Yeah. Yeah. Like a dystopian. Sort of like it just kept going. Yeah, it kept going. Once what whatever they opened in Egypt, epidemic. Yeah, it's been ravaged. They're already in space because they had to leave the planet. Yep. I thought this was kind of funny because we just watched Invasion of the Body Snatchers recently. Yeah, and that was so gross and effective, even though it was old and maybe didn't have the biggest budget in the yeah. world. Like. I feel like that movie was so much more convincing at being, like, infected and hurt by something, like, and this one was, like, the complete opposite, like, so not convincing that you were really in danger (laughs) and, like... A much lower budget. Yeah. And there was just, like, some green powder on stuff. It didn't seem, like, yeah, gross the way the other one did. Totally. I know what you're coming from. But still, you gotta be, you gotta worry about that space plant life. I mean, yeah, it's what I'm learning from these movies. So aliens killed King Tut. Just that that alien died. That fungus that was attached to this alien killed King Tut. This yep. seems like it might be like a um, incurable disease that he has. I think you're right. You see, like. There was, like, part of the ship or something like that that all he had to do was reassemble and it could cure him, but he never got a chance because they, like, took him and wrapped him up and imprisoned uh, him. But the radio- they put the crystal separate in the yeah. apartment. Yeah. Right, where some jackass college student would steal. <laughs> Someday a jackass college student. I-, I was in a frat once. He will steal those jewels. Totally. A frat man myself. <laughs> Are you guys uh, interested in watching the uh, Mystery Science Theater one? Yeah, I'd watch it. I know you like that stuff. Drugs. Whoa. Women. Whoa. Drugs and women. And I mean, I don't know what this has to do with Mystery Science Theater 3000, but... That's what I assume that was talking about. Is it it something else? I mean, it's a riff riff on 
on on on uh, silly movies oh. like this one. Oh, this okay. would be categorized, Joel, as a riffable movie, and I'm glad that they did. I see. I gotta go to sleep now. Okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll just wait. No, we'll just keep recording. No, you just sleep. We'll me and Sarah will just stare here. That's a bad idea. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Oh, <laughs> Time Walker. <laughs> Terrible name. Moldy Mummy Mystery. Mystery Moldy. Mystery of the Moldy Mummy. They came up with a second name for this, so I think they may have had some indication. Yeah. Being from another planet may have been the first name, and everybody was like, wait, what? And then they were like, okay, Time Walker. Yeah, I don't really think either of them were. I mean, at least being from another planet actually makes sense at the end. Very last minute. Yeah. Spoiler alert (laughs) to those who are going to watch. Alien Mummy is a good idea. That's all I'm saying. I mean, Stargate. Ah, uh, true. And <laughs> I didn't get to complain about the whole ancient aliens thing either. I mean, this movie didn't like claim that the aliens were the ones who influenced yeah. the Egyptians. So yeah, it wasn't other. It than, didn't pull a Stargate in that sense. Yeah, the general association between aliens and Egyptians for some reason it wasn't being like humans couldn't have done that. It must have been aliens. You mean racism? No. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm gonna read the outro stuff. You guys think of a lesson. That you learn from Time Walker, the story of a young alien who just wants to get home, and the boy who loved him, our professor, the professor who loved him, yes, and Reese's Pieces. Listener, if you enjoy our podcast, do you want to write into us and give us a suggestion or yell at Aaron or something like that, uh, write into please don't podcast at gmail.com. Oh, by the way, I, I announced this on... Uh, Facebook, but uh, yeah, the bare minimum has been done. If you go to pdsmios.com, that'll take you to our Podbean page. I also set up at the bottom of that page a separate page that's called Episodes. If you click on that link, you can, it has a whole searchable thing where you can just go through and see if there's a movie we've covered or haven't covered, you know, do cool. control find or whatever. Search through the thing. If you see something missing that you want us to talk about, Write us on Facebook, facebook.com slash pdsmios, or do the email, like I said. So if I dial up on my 56K modem and I start surfing the web, I just go to www.pdsmios.com. What? And that's what gets me there? Say that again. I don't know. PDS. Please don't M-I-O-S. send me. Please don't send me in yeah. outer space. Dot com. PDSMIOS. PDSMIOS. If you go to please don't send me an outerspace.com, I don't know where that's going to be. Oh, someone else has got that Earl, huh? Aaron, why did you set up a porn site? Oh. I don't like it. I I didn't, though. No prawn. (laughs) Uh, If you got a few bucks you want to send our way. You know, maybe pay us to shut up or something. Uh, go to, go to <laughs> yeah. ko-fi.com slash pdsmios and uh, you can send our, some money our way. We'd really appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, if you've got the time or inclination, uh, check out uh, com to see the artwork that Sarah's working on. Uh, what's the uh, website for Arsenal? Oh, um... Yeah, I work at a comic book store. If you've never listened to an episode before, 
Uh, and uh, <laughs> why would you start with time? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, hey, maybe there's a fan out there. A, a Come on, Joel. Walker fan, yeah. Uh, the one Time Walker fan that just listened in to the end, and as it gotten to this point in our episode, we we love you. First of all, thank you. Thank you for listening. And then you should probably just Google search Arsenal Comics and Games, and you'll find uh, where I work. And if you want to stalk me some more. Go on Instagram and look up uh, Dungeon Janitor. That's where I post my goblin drawings. He does lots of goblin drawings, and they're great. Thank you, Joel. Yep. I, I don't do nearly as many goblin drawing, drawings as, as Aaron does. So I recommend, if that's what you're into, I recommend his Instagram. And uh, thank you to David DeRoy for our theme music, to Jed Dowtry for our podcast local, and thank you to our super fans and friends, Scott and Kim and uh, Spencer, of course. And uh, yeah, did you learn anything, Aaron? Yeah, Joel. I learned, I learned a couple things from oh, this movie. Me. Well, I mean, uh, very easily, Joel, okay. w- one thing. There are few words in the English language... They give you this much authority when trying to get the upper hand in a situation. But one of the, one of the few words in the English language that makes people believe in, in your, your ability uh, to know what you're talking about in, in a subject is you have to talk about how your school is accredited. This is an accredited See, if I had my establishment, phone, I could have heard that note. <laughs> you are speaking to the president of an, an accredited, accredited university. university. <laughs> right. Recognize. So watch your, your mouth. mouth. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was that was a line that from this movie that I learned was uh, pretty powerful. Made me laugh. Laugh pretty hard. Not like Trump University. This is an accredited This is an accredited yeah. university. Anybody, you know, not not anybody can get in there. Yeah. You know, I was a frat man myself once. Sarah, <laughs> <laughs> you have a lesson? Yeah. There's so many things you can learn from it. Um, if you have jewels, don't try to sell them back to a jewelry store. <laughs> they won't give you any money for them. Even if they're worth money, they won't. Mm-hmm. How do How do I sell my jewels, Sarah? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. You're mm. better off finding a private buyer. Maybe online. Yeah, oh. exactly. Okay. Like somebody you could sell to, the like, directly, like, tell okay. them, you know, talk about where you got them and do how I, you know. And all do I just stuff. keep them, like, at a big old cartoon treasure chest? I think an appraiser, like a third-party appraiser that doesn't work for a jewelry shop. No, like a box with ducks on it. Oh. <laughs> like two ducks? Two ducks. <laughs> Staring at each other? As many ducks as you, depending on the worth. Oh, <laughs> that's how many ducks. Oh, like oh, this is at least a five ducker. Oh, that's good. That's a good idea. Multiple ducks. I follow several Instagram profiles that just show jewels and gems when they find them. Oh, cool! And I love to look at them. I don't know if there are people that are just they're shiny to buy them on Instagram, but I think they're kind of naturally miraculous. Yeah, cool. I believe that. Uh, if I had a lesson that I would have to learn, that I learned from this, yeah, Joel, it was that if I found a secret compartment in a sarcophagus, I would immediately tell the person who knew more about Egyptian stuff than I did, 
because I just get in a whole boatload of trouble otherwise. Like, seriously. Like, even if that hadn't been, like, the, the catalyst for a mummy coming and trying to get revenge on everybody who took his jewels, uh, which is not exactly what happens in the movie. At the very least, you could have opened that up. There could have been, like, a trap. There could have been a poison thing in there. You know, like, that fungus. what if that fungus had just been in the drawer already then? Like, pop it open like you'd die. This is just... Just be cautious, folks. That's right. The fungus among us. Don't be greedy. I have another lesson. All right. Um, don't stare at girls through the window of their house. Yeah, that's a good lesson. When is when is it appropriate to stare at Ooh, girls? When it when is it appropriate? Yeah. Um, through the window of their house. No, like in general. In general. Um. You know, that's a very difficult question to answer, but I would say the majority of the time, you shouldn't. Okay. Mm. Um, not to Fair say enough. that a girl never wants you to look at them, but I think you may have to err on the side of caution a bit before you feel that situation out, because if you're just going to stare at a person all the time, yeah, that's creepy. Yeah. Depends on if they're looking back, too. Yeah, good point. If you're just staring at them and they're not looking back, then that becomes creepy at some point. <laughs> what if I gave them, like, a necklace or a red dress or something? <laughs> um, it's okay for mummies to do it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Alien mummies are, I guess, given a yeah, pass. Le- levitating alien mummies. Only, stare all you want. Only levitating alien accredited mummies. <laughs> accredited university mummies. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thank you.